something is changing in the industry and, and it's starting to pick up speed at a very quick pace. The question is, have I learned anything about life? What's up, Agency Nation? I'm going to keep this super short because I'm pumped. Like, I just want to dive into this podcast ASAP. You are going to love this guy. His name is Jason Kolb of Dias. Now, he is not born, bred, raised, homegrown from the insurance industry. He came from a number of other industries, uh, worked in a number of other industries, ugh, uh, so excited I'm getting tongue-tied tongue here, but really his focus has been technology and innovation, and he saw a huge opportunity in the insurance industry with all the distributed pillars uh, and this and this need to bring them all together online um, in, a, in through the digital space. So I'm not going to give too much of this away, guys. I gotta I'm gonna let Jason uh, nail this down. He does a much better job of explaining his vision and what Deus is not only doing today but where he sees it going in the future. So with that, Jason, take it away. So, dude, first of all, tell me a little bit about you. Some of our audience may not know um, who Deus is, um, who Jason is. So, give me a little, give me a little Jason uh, history here. All right. Um, so, I started out on well, I'm still I'm very technical. I started out my career as a developer. I actually taught myself to program for my dad's uh, college textbook when I was like 11. Um, I wanted to program games, so I went on to write a book about 3D game programming when I was 16, and ended up working full-time as a developer in the contact center industry, uh, dealing with kind of customer experience, touch points, and eventually became an IT director, and got really fascinated with all this data we were collecting and not doing anything with. Um, so that led me to start my first company. It was one of the first web-based analytics companies out there. Um, we were successful, ran that for a number of years, and were eventually acquired by Cisco. Worked for Cisco for a number of years in their architecture group, um, and then did a couple other things, moved back to Chicago, which is where I grew up, um, and ended up being the founding CTO of a company called Uptake in Chicago, which was a pretty cool local success story. It was Forbes' hottest startup of the year, and it reached a billion-dollar valuation in 15 months, but what was really cool about it is that was where I first got um, exposed to the insurance industry. And I just couldn't kind of shake it because it's you know, so big, so complicated, and so antiquated. You know, a lot of very interesting things for an entrepreneur. And so I kind of got fascinated with it. And that ultimately led to the creation of Deus. Um, was looking for an opportunity really to create a true platform in insurance um, after kind of looking at the landscape and not really seeing anything um, like, I, like I would expect to see in a pretty mature industry, you know, something that really captured insurance at a digital kind of large scale. Um, I wanted to start a company to build this platform, ended up connecting with uh, an insurance carrier in Iowa that went on to become our seed investor. 
Um, and so I got the opportunity to do this and we were really started with the charter to help independent agents. Um, you know, kind of the, the fear was, and still is to some extent that independent agents are going to have a hard time keeping up with a lot of the insure techs out there and, and they're at the risk of being kind of disintermediated. And so what could we do to help them if we kind of gave them the technology tools that they didn't have access to, what could we do to help? the independent agency channel to not just survive, but to then thrive. And so that's, that was really kind of where Deus originated and it's still very much what we're doing today. Um, we work with many agencies across the country, um, building tools for them and that manifests itself in a number of ways, most notably with kind of our flagship product, the internet of insurance, which is a, a distribution network um, that, carriers and agents use to, to collaborate and, and increasingly so with kind of some of these digital capabilities like APIs um, and starting to integrate their operations um, across, the, across the insurance lifecycle. So you mentioned that when you got into the insurance industry and you were kind of looking at the landscape, right? You didn't see mm -hmm. any technology or software that was capturing insurance on a large scale digitally. Mm -hmm. What exactly does that mean? I mean, that's a, that's a big statement. Um, and I think it's also hard for somebody who, you know, doesn't have the perspective of some other industries because you're unique, right? You, you've come from a, a number of other industries and said, okay, this is what's going on over here. Um, and, and here's how it's different in insurance. But if you've been in insurance, you know, your whole life or the majority of it for the past, you know, 20, 30 years, you don't know what's going on in, in some of these other industries. So what, what does that mean? And how does at a, you know, technical level, how does Deus like solve that or is starting to solve that? I think it's kind of interesting to look at some of the things that have changed in the consumer internet world and, and how those have translated into some other industries. I think is pretty easy to see some of the impact that a lot of these technologies have had. You know, for example, you know, Airbnb, the world's biggest hospitality provider, owns no real estate. Um, Uber, the world's largest transportation company, owns no cars. Uh, you know, the, the expectation has changed for delivery of goods and services from, you know, four to six weeks to now same day, um, a lot of times with Amazon. And it's changed the expectations from consumers that they're going to be able to have, you know, kind of this more real-time, richer digital experience. Um, and so you look at some of these things and, and see how they haven't yet translated into insurance, even to the point where, you know, people are used to getting, you know, their news in kind of rich multimedia in real time, streaming video, for example, and yet even insurance kind of product collateral is still primarily existing in brochures. Um, so we kind of looked at, at the at what was there and said, okay, so if we're going to design this, you know, at, at a in, in a scalable platform that can handle, you know, kind of the entire life cycle, what does that look like? And kind of the first place is, um, you know, actually digitizing the insurance products themselves. Um, so, you know, within the platform, our, we have the ability to digitally represent things, not just policies, but also 
you know, limits, layers, proportional layers, um, exclusions, and we have the ability to kind of load these in uh, from carriers. And what that ends up looking like is a, is a much different customer experience. And I think that's where you kind of see this, this tug of war here, you know, with the, the digital agencies that are out there, where they're, they're starting to bring a more sophisticated customer experience to the market, and the independent agents are having a hard time keeping up. Um, and so that's, you know, a large part of what we're doing is enabling the independent agency channel to have those same sorts of customer experiences that the kind of the digital agencies, the insure techs that are getting funded by you know, not just VCs, but also carriers, um, have and leveling the playing field so that they can compete and not just compete, but ultimately, you know, bypass that to the point where they can start to have conversations that aren't just about price. I think one of the fears that we hear a lot from carriers, for example, is if, you know, they've kind of seen this movie before with, uh, you know, comparative rating in, in personal lines. And I think the fear is that, you know, as things like small commercial, mid-market, as they become more automated, there's going to be a race to the bottom. Um, and I think, you know, justifiably, because if you, if you run the same script, same thing's going to happen. And I think what, what we've been able to do that's been really awesome is to partner with a lot of these agents who have been selling insurance for years and years and kind of take some of their learnings and their expertise and bake it into the, into the resulting products so that you can do things like include product nuance, uh, value, you know, total value, risk improvement services, some of the, you know, the actual value proposition that carriers and, and, and a lot of agents um, don't necessarily do a, a great job articulating because it's all, you know, in PDFs and um, you know, a lot of kind of hand-to-hand -hand combat in Asian ed education. It's a great job for technology. And ultimately, our philosophy is that you know, technology isn't going to replace people, not just in insurance, but across the board, but it's going to augment people. There are certain things that technology is good at that people aren't and vice versa. And so striking the right balance has been a really fun thing to attack. And we've been doing that with agents and the output has been pretty extraordinary. So if I'm an agent and I guess if I'm your ideal client, we'll put it that way. If I'm your ideal client, independent insurance agent, um, what do I look like? What are my, some of the pain points I'm struggling with? You know, I, I'm, you know, I don't maybe have a, a digital um, presence or maybe I do actually, I, you tell me like what, what the ideal um, client looks like. Um, is it somebody who's at the beginning of their journey? They're kind of halfway through their digital journey. They're, they're fully digital. And what are some of the pain points I'm experiencing and, and how does your tech start to solve those for me today? Yeah, our, our sweet spot up to this point has been some of the bigger agencies, um, but you know, there's nothing precluding you know, smaller agents from, from participating as well. But the pain points, every, you know, a digital presence is a big part of it, you know, especially for that kind of volume business, like small commercial, for example, where the more you touch it, the, the, the bigger your chances of kind of going upside down for a number of years are on that account. And so for the business that you want to try to automate as much as possible, a digital presence that can facilitate it, that is incredibly important. Um, so if you think about kind of the intake process, 
you know, from putting a digital presence out there where you can have an affinity program or some sort of a marketing program where you can start to drive customers to it and having a, an agency branded digital presence where you can start to funnel those prospects and policyholders and then kind of, you know, customizing what happens after that to the agency. And I think one of the things that has, is very apparent, if you look at the agency community, they're all different. Um, different agencies have their own kind of competitive advantage, their own secret sauce. Some of them are focused on niches. Some of them are generalists and they all have different approaches to selling. And so you need the ability to kind of fine tune what happens after you get the customer in the door, whether that's having a, a producer or a CSR reach out, um, being able to change the parameters around when that happens and ultimately being able to place them with the best carrier for the agent and then streamlining the resulting experience at the end of that. So showing the quote for uh, the proposal, for example, in kind of a compelling digital way, um, giving producers the ability to show off some of these coverage nuances and value ads, for example, by using things like audio and video. Um, you know, there's a lot in the experience that really can differentiate agents and, and carriers and then help everybody kind of streamline the entire process and become more efficient along the way. So with the, with just taking the first part of that, that, that intake process with, you know, starting with the marketing and having that branded presence um, and maybe an affinity program where you're starting to capture attention and then convert it into leads or quotes. So do you guys do, is this like consulting on that front? Is it like a tool set? Um, that an agent can buy like how does that how does the 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 day-to-day you know the nitty-gritty like what does it actually look like and do got it yeah so um, we don't do consulting we are a product company 100 percent and so even you know let's take intake for example if there's specific data fields that an agency likes to collect and again this probably comes from years and years of experience but if they want to do that we've got self-service tools where agents can then kind of tune their intake process and out of that, gotcha. for example, some really compelling things have come. For example, collecting customer persona information. You know, what does a customer care about? Are they, you know, 100% price driven? Are they looking for great, qual- great coverage quality and claims experience? Are they looking for overall value? Are they looking for risk improvement services? And based on that, you can start to, to push those policyholders towards the carriers that are ultimately going to be the best fit for them. And some of the other things that we've done, again, to kind of improve the experience, once you know who the good fits are on the carrier side, we, we actually take their application questions and map them into the system. So you're not asking unnecessary questions. You're not filling out, you know, 10 different applications. We can map those together. So there's one intake funnel that customers go into. And on the back end of that, you can, the, the agent has the ability then to kind of spread the, spread those um, submissions out to the carriers that they, that they do business with. Mm. So, okay, so going back to when, what we first talked about, which was it's, it's, you know, it's that data play. Um, and, you know, actually, and I sent the, the, the listeners here, if you guys saw the Wednesday newsletter that went out um, a couple weeks ago, I shared a YouTube video from a lady who talked way back in 2010 um, about the nature of data and what it would be in, you know, five to 10 years. And, um, great lady. She talked about how we're all cyborgs and we have these two personas, one that lives offline, one that lives online. And it feels like what you guys are doing 
I mean, first of all, the way you think about the online world is not as a marketing funnel, which sometimes happens. And it's really easy to fall into that. It's like, oh, it's just a big interactive billboard that I can put some cool stuff on and maybe some people will, you know, see it and then want to call me. Um, and the way that you guys see it is like an ecosystem. Like you're capturing enough data around people, around, uh, you know, uh, an agency's audience that you're starting to build out profiles and personas and, you know, create that second self for the agency to look at and say, cool, okay, now how can we utilize this and find more people or better serve our current clients? Um, that's so cool. <laughs> Well, and, and what's even cooler is it, it, it ultimately translates into increased multiples for agents. Because if you think about what you're building up there, it is a, it's a proprietary data asset that the agency has about the customer. And they know the customer better than anybody. And one of the things that we found is the producers have so much interesting information on customers. And you can use that in a number of interesting ways including adding new revenue streams. You know, you can start to add additional products on there, create recommendations for additional products that the customer might want from everything from, you know, cyber to uh, home warranties. And we can start to bolt these additional revenue streams on and even automate those through the process so that when a customer is looking at a proposal or a producer is designing that proposal, that they can start to add these things in based on who the customer is and what we know about them. Um, so I think it really starts to create a really interesting value proposition for, for the independent agents as a whole. So I was talking to a, um, a former producer, now agency owner, new agency owner, um, on a podcast actually a couple of weeks ago, and he had the most interesting tactic for rookie producers. He said, go to the guys, I'm trying to think back to exactly what it was, but he's like, go to the guys who have been at the agency for a really long time and like ha already have a, a niche, right? Because um, even if the agency doesn't have a niche, a lot of times producers within the agency are going to, you know, get yeah. comfortable in a certain area, get to know the network and, you know, start selling. Um, and he said, those guys are going to get these one-off random uh, you know, inquiries or, or risks and they'll typically turn them down because they don't, they're comfortable, right? They've got a book they're sitting on that they've built up over the last four or five years and they've found a, they're, you know, full steam ahead in a niche. Like they don't need to go after those, those one-off ones that are coming in. Um, but they're still calling because it's a referral that came in from, you know, so-and-so's mom who's you know long lost cousin all of a sudden found him and said hey go talk to bob smith about insurance um and so you know to to it's on the rookie producer to like manually or actively like go to that uh, that 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 you know experienced um salesperson or, or advisor who's been there for a long time and say hey i you know if you have any risks that are coming in that um, that I can help with, I'm happy to, or, you know, where, where do you recommend starting? And it's just sort of like, what's cool is I, I think what you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong here, is like that data would probably be accessible, not just to any producer, but accessible in real time to people yep. in the agency. So it's not on the rookie producer to have to go and, you know, sort of do that extra legwork and say, okay, 
not that I'm trying to create less legwork for rookie producers, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, no, like I, I, you're absolutely right. There's, you know, like, like I was saying before, there's things that, there's things that people are good at and there's things that machines are good at. And if you get it selling, there shouldn't be this like massive roadblock in your way to being able to effectively sell insurance. Now being able, you know, knowing it at a level where you can answer questions is one thing, but knowing what's out there in the market, for example, um, you know, that's, that's a relatively easy problem to solve. And many, you know, you look at the travel industry, for example, has solved this for years and years. You can go to Expedia or Google travel and, you can see kind of what's available and the way that the, the industry kind of operates right now, it's really, you know, it's agency education is very much a person human driven process. Um, and, you know, if you think about the the ways that you sell to these different personas and these different types of people, you know, that, that again, that's something that, um, you know, rookie producers shouldn't, ha it shouldn't be a huge roadblock. And, mm -hmm. you know, even kind of like you were saying, it, it becomes really interesting when you can look at these different data points across the sales process and you can do things like look at, you know, hit rate and conversion rate um, across different types of consumers, across different industries. And, you know, agents haven't really had access to that information to this point, or it's been very, very difficult to get. Um, yeah. And so, a lot of this is, you know, starting to actually use the data that agents have been accumulating for a long time and haven't really been able to tap into uh, to make them more effective just across the board. Yeah. So where do you see this going in the future? Because I can, I, I mean, in, in terms of like real time concrete benefits that uh, an agency could have tomorrow, right, by starting to leverage mm -hmm. some of the data that they're already collecting, 110%, like you don't even have to, you know, I, I'm bought in, I'm convinced. But like looking 10 years into the future, you know, let's say that the entire um, IA channel is starting to collect all this amazing data. Like, do you see a bigger impact on, on the industry other than what is felt by an individual agency on a daily basis? Oh, for sure. I, we're just in the beginning stages of this. If you look at what it means, and if you talk to the biggest carriers, which you know, I'm sure you do, um, they're kind of at the point in their digital journey where they now have these services, these APIs, these, these digital capabilities. And the only real consumers out there today are these digital agencies who kind of compete with the independent channel and sometimes direct agents as well. But if you kind of take that to its, to its logical conclusion, when the entire ecosystem is able to talk digitally to each other, it's going to be very transformative um, across the entire value chain. Um, you know, the, the ability for agents to connect to carriers is just the first step. Then, then once you've got that, you know, those policies in a digital format, the ability for carriers to connect to reinsurers, the ability for reinsurers to connect to capital markets. Um, it, it all kind of hinges, though, on the independent agent because they're the mm -hmm. wellhead of risk. They're the ones who originate it. And if the, the data is being collected right there and it's actually being captured in a way that it can be reused, it's going to transform the industry. Up to this point, you yeah. almost you get kind of a shadow of it. And so yeah, everything upstream of the agent kind of, you know, it, it can't reach its full potential yet, but it's going to absolutely transform the entire industry. So that 
completely fascinates me. And I, I don't get to talk to a lot of people who have a good sense of what's going on in the carrier world, just because we, you know, our audience is, is insurance agents and, you know, helping them on a daily basis, um, improve their digital presence. So the fact that you have that, you know, sort of access and knowledge is super cool. I mean, I would love it if you could give just sort of a, like what's, wait, I know you mentioned before, um, that you guys are trying to help carriers digitize their insurance products. Like, what does that mean? I'm sure you're probably going to insure tech connect, um, talking to, you know, looking at all the vendors, talking to all the carriers, like what do those conversations look like? Like where are carriers at today um, with some of that, some of those efforts? Unfortunately, not very far at this point in time, you've got, I mean, Look, insurance is a huge distributed workflow. At the end of the day, you, you know, it starts with the policyholder, goes to the agent, goes to the carrier, goes to the reinsurer, and every step along the way right now is completely, completely disconnected. Um, and and so the state of the art is, I think, you know, we talk. One of the things that we often ask carriers for because we can embed it then in the product, so the agent can use it, is just digital marketing collateral. So, you know, the stuff that you put in your brochures, do you have that in digital format so that we can, you know, include it in, in the quote proposal? So you, so the customer and the agent understand how your coverage for this line of business is different from, you know, your competitors. And, you know, the, the very few carriers, I think, two that I know of, like, yep, we've got that. So even before what? you get into the, yeah, I, I know, but even, even before you get into like the, the actual structured data around, you know, what are the limits, um, you know, what, what are the exact forms and, and product definitions, what are the exclusions, um, you know, that's, they have that, but it's in their policy engine, which is totally disconnected from everything else. They use it to produce forms. And so I think what you're going to see is this gradual digitization probably starting from the marketing side where they're getting you know starting to have their their marketing collateral digitized i mean it's the same thing with the the, the appetite if you look right what they have you know most of them right now it's a, mm -hmm. it's a pdf that with you know rows for different industries and sick codes and then yes no maybe you know with approval that sort of thing and it's a very kind of crude approximation of what they what it is that they really want um, and so I think what you're going to see just across the board from underwriting to rating to servicing is this kind of increasing digitization. But right now, you know, it's, it's pretty rudimentary. And so there's you know, conversion processes from PDF to, uh, you know, text that can be delivered on a, you know, on a mobile app, for example. Um, but it, it's actually moving. I've seen so much more movement over the past six months than I did over the first two years that we were around. And so that's, that's wow. actually kind of interesting to me. Something is changing in the industry and, and it's starting to pick up speed at a very quick pace. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I look at, you know, some of the insure tech, uh, IA friendly insure tech companies like uh, Broker Buddha, um, you know, or Ask Kodiak. And these guys are trying to sort of hone in on one one piece of I mean, trying to digitize one piece of that process, you know, with, with broker Buddha, it's like the forms, you know, the fact that we still have to print forms, you know, print some of these accord forms out, fill them out with a pencil, scan them in and then 
you know, email them or fax them. So, oh my God, God forbid you have to fax them. But you know, it's like, this is the world we live in right now. And it, the problem, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it is. And I think the thing that has been holding the industry back to some extent has been, you know, it, you, you can look at one side of it, which is kind of the agency and the customer experience. But then on the flip side of that, that has to then feed into the carrier where you're either, uh, in, you know, most of the time, at least in mid-market, you're interfacing with a, an underwriter on the other side of that. And so somehow you have to get that into their hands. Now what you're starting to see is the carriers are upgrading their digital capabilities and especially the bigger nationals and some of the, the more progressive regionals have these systems that you can kind of interact with digitally. So you can start to, you know, the, the underwriter is involved in less and less of the, the kind of the triage and, and the heavy lifting that has to happen once you get the information in. But it really is that dis distributed workflow that's been tripping everybody up because you can't just, you can't just solve for the agent side because you've got the underwriter sitting on the other side of the fence that you have to right. also make their life easier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's so much, um, there's so many soft skills too in that relationship with the underwriter that is, that, that's tough as well, you know, and it's, um, mm -hmm. I think if we, you know, a lot of it is um, trying to get the right information to them at the right time. But then a lot of the underwriting, you know, kind of talking about, well, okay, we're going to take some of the thoughts or ideas or, you know, the brain life of individual producers and we're going to release it into this online ecosystem so that everybody has access to it. It's kind of the same thing has to happen with underwriters, I'm guessing too, right? Because it's like, I just, I mean, I think back to when I was selling insurance and, um, you know, half of my job was literally going to conferences and making friends with underwriters because I had to get to know them and their, you know, preferences and every, they each have their own niches and, you know, ways of doing things. And, um, and so it would be cool as you communicate with them to know beforehand, like, Hey, uh, you know, this is kind of what to look out for and how to, how to, um, present things and, um, you know, et cetera. So, yeah. So yeah, I went on a rabbit trail there. I'm just like, I, I'm like, it's crazy. It's crazy. But, you know, it, it's, it's interesting, too. One of the things that we're kind of obsessed with here is behavioral economics, which is kind of the science of decision making. But it, it also gets into things like incentive structures a lot. And so I think what, what's kind of interesting, if you look at, you know, how agents and underwriters are kind of incentivized, there's some things that pop up as you start having these conversations that nobody really thought of before. Some underwriters, their, their compensation is tied to hit rate, for example, and a decline rate. And so if you're looking at sending business to them, you know, yeah, you, you can absolutely put technology in place to let them kind of teach, teach the system their preferences over time. Um, but also even things like telling them which submissions they're likely going to get, um, you know, where they should be spending their time. And they don't have anything like that right now. Yeah, it, it, I was just talking to a carrier two weeks ago, and they said they, they only quote 20% of the submissions they get in. Can you imagine how much My you know, money they're leaving on the table? Yeah. <laughs> and they have yeah. no tools to do this in a better way. Yeah, no kidding. So tell me a little bit about the, the and I don't know exactly how to phrase this question, but sort of like the, the deus life cycle, like where – 
How long has uh, the company been around and just where are you guys at now in terms of industry support and um, getting closer to, to that vision that you have in your head? Like where, where, where do you guys sit there? So we've been around for a little under two and a half years now. Uh, we were started in late 2016. We spent about the first year building the platform and these services that, that we used to build applications. And then, um, last year, we, we built out the first version of this Internet of Insurance and launched it with a couple early adopting agents. And a num I think we, we launched with like five carriers. It's now it's, if not, it's grown significantly since then. Um, and we were just kind of doing a proof of model, testing, testing ideas, seeing what worked, um, and identifying, again, those pain points and, and the best way to solve them. Uh, we've since... Um, launched the the second version of this. We have picked up a note. We have our own kind of agency council. I know you know it's kind of a term a lot of carriers use, but um, yeah, ours is actually awesome. meaningful. We work with a number of typically larger agencies, but what we're at, what we've actually been doing is involving them in the development process. So getting their ideas, their input. So you know even in the development process, we'll take our you know, our UX team will socialize new designs and things with with producers and csrs um and out of that has come i think something pretty special we've got uh, you know a scale system that can handle well at this point we're we're focused on on kind of commercial but we're also uh this year moving into personalized benefits and ens um, but it can handle kind of that entire life cycle from intake to quoting to presentation and proposals to binding and then ultimately servicing as well. Um, but, you know, we've grown from, you know, we started out with three people. We're now close to a hundred, primarily in Chicago. Oh my uh, gosh. We've got agents, you know, kind of across the country. I think we've got something like 30 billion in premium on our agency council. Um, some of the most, you know, and what we've been looking for in the early phases are those agents that, are really innovative and really dissatisfied with the status quo and kind of see where seeing where things are going. So a lot of their brains have been downloaded into the, you know, the, the, the product that we've built. And so, you know, when you look at it, it's, it's very, I don't want to say futuristic, but you know, you can see things like quote status, like a pizza tracker, you know, not where's my pizza, but where's, where's my quote, where's that sitting at with these different carriers, you know, putting things like real time collaboration in there. But yeah. they think, you know, it continues to evolve, um, and we, we work very closely with our agents. We've got, you know, many of the biggest national carriers participating in this now, um, and ultimately complete market coverage. So um, it's it's been a lot of fun, and I got to say, you know, just to all the agents out there, uh, you know, I, I love agents. Uh, ever since I got into insurance, it's probably because I'm an entrepreneur myself. But you know, agents. Our entrepreneurs, they're the, the, the selling and psychology experts of the industry, the, the trusted advisors. And, you know, I think it's, a, it's been interesting to watch. I feel like the, the insurance technology space is starting to come around and appreciate um, independent agents. We have the good fortune of being launched with several people who actually came from the industry. And we've got several um, retired CEOs, you know, company CEOs working for us, for example, who, you know, really helped us understand the dynamics. Because I think that's one of the things where you see a lot of insure techs kind of fall flat out of the gates is they, 
you know, such a complicated industry that it takes a long time to learn it. And yeah. if you just go in, you know, guns blazing and try to fix everything, it, it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 There's a, there's a lot that even, I mean, I've been in the insurance industry for, um, Oh my God, my dad started an agency. Actually, my grandpa started it. He took it over. So I've been doing it since I was like eight years old. And even mm. being in it, you know, as just the day to day and, you know, having a family agency, there, there's still stuff that I learn every day, you know, about how different businesses work and where the different players are. Um, so I'm with you 110%. And I'm also going to say the fact that you guys are where you are two and a half years in is amazing like that that really is just you know shout out to you guys for all the hard work you've been putting in um it, it i'm sure it's not you know exactly the way you want it perfect but um it, that's a hard thing to accomplish to to start you're really trying to change a mindset um, of an industry and, and build something that i i don't think many have seen so Congratulations. I mean, that's freaking awesome, dude. Well, th thank you. You know, and, um, you know, I have to thank all the, you know, if you're listening, our, you know who you are, our agency partners out there. Thanks for keeping this fun and keeping us on our toes and, and you know, doing this with us. It's really, it's, it's been a blast and um, it's, you know, only accelerating. So I'm really, really excited to see what the future holds. Um, it's, it's an exciting time to be in this space. So if somebody listening who has never heard of you guys before, but after listening said, whoa, I need to at least reach out and see what's going on. What's the best way to get in touch and who's the best person to talk to? Um, so you can look at, so we've got a website out there, internetofinsurance.org. There's not a ton out there on Deus, um, it's deus.com, but uh, we've, you know, frankly, had so much uh, activity, especially on the carrier side, that we haven't had a need to do any kind of outbound marketing at this point. Um, but, you know, go to internetofinsurance.org, and then also feel free, you know, to email myself or my co-founder, Aaron. We make it real easy. It's jason at deus.com and Aaron with two A's at deus.com, and we'd be happy to have a conversation. Awesome. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I'm sure you guys are crazy busy, but, you know, sharing your knowledge and talking a little bit about Deus. Well, thanks for having me. It's been a blast. The question is, have I learned anything about life?